Inside Westminster Chapter 52 Pig in a Poke Matthew Shrove woke up feeling sick. This was not unusual these days, since he'd sold his soul. He thought it was above all that everyone has their price nonsense. But these days, well, he was beginning to wonder. He'd had no choice but to agree to an interview with Neil Forthright, renowned interviewer and defender of freedom of speech. Ptolemy Trudge Jones had been skewered in his interview with this Rottweiler just a few weeks ago, but someone had to face this man, otherwise the party risked being labelled as lying cowards. Benedict had been furious, and Matthew was in awe of the fact that Teflon Potty just stood there and took the almighty bollocking from Ben. Surely as Prime Minister he shouldn't be expected to kowtow to this man. But kowtow everyone did, including Matthew, which really irked this upright, God-fearing politician. And he was the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. The world was turning upside down and Matthew was really beginning to have doubts about the way policies were being created on the hoof and by this team of ruthless right-wingers who were beginning to sound a little bit too fascist for his liking. The art of politics was beginning to veer towards the darker side of the spectrum, sweeping away good souls along with the wicked ones too. He was actually terrified of the grilling he was about to undergo, but Benedict simply wouldn't countenance a cowardly refusal to appear. Make it up as you go along. Tomorrow it'll change anyway, so what the hell, was the advice Benedict gave. That's useful, chirped Matthew, who was naturally so buoyant and enthusiastic that the sarcasm intended in his reply fell flat. No, a blunt instrument straight in the face was the only way to show Benedict that you didn't agree. But Matthew was an old-fashioned gentleman, which was his problem, as Benedict said to his wife when he later described the whole fandango of this forthright interview. Didn't you say in 2016, and I quote, under no circumstances will this party accept a no-deal Brexit? Yes or no, Mr Shrove? A straight one-word answer. Uh, well, times have changed and we changed with them, to quote your favourite philosopher, Shrove replied. Flattery will get you nowhere, Mr Shrove. Just answer the question. Uh, things were said on all sides that are not relevant now. Yes, they're not relevant. So wouldn't it be better to discuss things that are relevant? That's what the good people of this great nation want to hear about. Not. Matthew was clutching at straws and wishing he could simply disappear. Excuse me, Mr Shrove, but I'm the one in charge of this interview and you'll kindly answer my questions, not the airy-fairy nonsense ones designed to sell us all a, and I quote again, pig in a poke. Matthew was squirming and looked ready to be swallowed up by this monster. He stumbled on. Well, on the 1st of November, stuff the 1st of November, we may not get to the 1st of November at this rate, and so on. Poor Matthew, Amongst all the cold-hearted, I'm-all-right Jack members of the war room, he stood out as being honourable. He had no idea how things had come to this and still couldn't quite believe he was part of this machine. What's more, he knew that the huge financial promises made to the NHS, the police, schools and so on were to be funded by deducting £15 a week from all the benefit claimants. 
The letters informing recipients that their already meagre allowance was to be cut had already gone out. It had been a cynical move, as other countries had funded massive social change from raiding state pensions for the elderly, but the income of the UK silver surfers couldn't be touched, as generally they voted, and Tory to boot.